are you talking about today? From perspective again? Yeah, I'm doing perspective. Okay. God perspective. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, I just wanted to know what to introduce. <laughs> so you're not like, uh, Bob's doing something. Hello, oh, Bob is doing something today. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I am here to let you know that it's going to happen. And goodbye. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Thank you for being here today. Pastor Bob is going to come and he's going to talk about God's perspective. He's really been diving deep on the way God sees us and the way God created us and our whole in purpose of being. So if that even interests you in the slightest, please continue watching. And I'm going to go. Go on in, Pastor Bob. Why, thank you, Brooke. It's so good to be here. And I'm so glad that Brooke's here with us. She looks much better than she was last week. Yeah. She was pretty sick, but I, I died she, she died and got resurrected. She's yes. coming back. It's awesome. It's yes. really good. Hey, so we're going to get into God's perspective because we need a God's perspective on life and on things in our lives. And that's what our whole series has been about here, these thoughts from the mountain that we call them. And uh, it's really critical because... God's perspective at some point in time has to come together with our perspective. And when it does, we get into really great realms of faith and uh, position with God. Uh, motivation. We understand purpose. We understand where he's bringing us. So with uh, that in mind, the first thought that came to my mind was God's perspective on things, check this out, is nothing's impossible. This is really crazy because... Uh, Brooke and I just were recently just talking about impossible things with God, healings and things like that. But God's perspective is that nothing is impossible. That's a weird perspective when you really get to thinking about it. Like, where do you, where does your faith come together where nothing is impossible? That's a hard thing to like grasp yeah. as a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the first thing I got was uh, I went to Luke 137. And it's really interesting. <laughs> Angels see from God's perspective. I like, I know, wow, you know, that was, that was a great revelation, Bob. Uh, but when it hit me, it was like, wait a minute, they do have a God perspective. It's so different than our perspective. And, uh, you know, that's why in Luke 137, this angel's announcing to, you know, what's going to happen with Jesus' birth and all this and Mary and Elizabeth and and he's like, hey, with God, nothing will be impossible. That's their perspective. And I just went, huh, that's interesting to have that, that angels understand that. Why not us? And so the question is, the question I ask myself is, does our perspective, does my perspective, does your perspective actually start there? Does it start with, with God Nothing is impossible. Or is our perspective limited to what we have experienced? Now, that's a crazy thought, too. Because so much of our perspective is geared around what we've experienced in life and what we're experiencing today. Like I said, Brooke and I were just discussing her issues with her eyes. And that, that's a real perspective that is geared or determined by her experience, right. her current experience and years of experience. Yes, yeah. I understand that. I have some issues with my eyes and the same thing. There's like a perspective I have about it that's been determined by my experience. And so 
I get this um, thought from the Lord. Hope deferred. Dreams unrealized. Failures. Frustrations. Fears. What happens when my perspective is only based on experience? Like a lot of weird things come into play. Like a lot of weird fears. A lot of... Uh, hope deferred, like things not coming to pass when you really wanted them to come to pass. You know, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying, Brooke? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's really wild. Yeah, it's like what we were talking about, although she didn't know what I was going to talk about today. So it's like, but it's kind of interesting when the Lord dropped this on my heart. So the question I ask myself, because when I ever, you know, I start getting downloads from the Holy Spirit, I, I start asking myself questions. And I wrote, I wrote this to myself. I said, how do I pull myself out of that perspective before it turns into a mindset. Oh, because mindsets are crazy things also, right? And it's very interesting. So I got to thinking about people in the Bible. Hey, voila. <laughs> you know, and how they dealt with mindsets and how they dealt with perspectives. And one of the things uh, I went to was actually in uh, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. And uh, it says there that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Now that's an interesting thought. So in other words, he was discouraged by his, his perspective that had come to pass because of his experience. In that particular case, his wives, his kids, everything they own, they're all taken away from him. And, you know, and then on top of that, everybody wants to kill him. Now, that's like your experiences speaking directly to your perspectives. And so here he is like, wait a minute, all this bad stuff's happened. I lost my wife, my kids, my friends. They're, they're all gone. They got taken away by some roving band of crazies. And now, you know, he's left with, what do I do? And he immediately goes to the Lord. His perspective is now being determined not just by his experiences, but by God. He's bringing, aligning his perspectives with God's. He encourages himself in the Lord. The people, by the way, all the time he's encouraging himself in the Lord, the people, if you read it in the scriptures and the context here, uh, they want to stone him. <laughs> by the way, a couple of other guys you know in the Bible had that same issue. Moses <laughs> and Jesus. People, when, when they messed when they got when their lives got messed up and experiences turned bad, guess what? Everybody in their life wanted to stone them, which is very interesting. Go read it. You'll see what I'm saying. So do we go to God first or last? That was another question I asked myself. So, I mean, that's really what how I actually deal with God and he deals with me. I just ask him questions like, God, do I go to you first or last? And that has a lot to do with how you will encourage yourself in the Lord or not. So in 1 Samuel 23, 16, David's friend Jonathan helps David find strength in the Lord. So here's the first thing I wanted to bring to you. Um, do you have friends around you that will encourage you in the Lord and bring you to God first? Like I said, you can go read that scripture in 1 Samuel 23, 16. David's friend, Jonathan, is actually pointing David. So this is like a lifestyle thing. He's pointing David to the fact that God, that God will strengthen him. 
and that God is his God and God is his protector. And guess what? All sorts of garbage is going bad around the, you know, David's life at that time with Saul. And here's Saul's son coming to his defense. So the most unlikely person, I guess, uh, the guy who should be king next, is coming to David as a friend and strengthening him in the Lord. So question for you, do you have people in your life, true friends? And I think we did a whole series on friendships, all right? So you might want to go back and listen to some of that. It was excellent, by the way. But deal with this. Do we have friends in our lives that will really point us to the strength of the Lord? That will really like bring us to face and encourage us in God. That will give us a perspective of God, not just the perspective of our circumstances, our experiences, what's all going bad at that moment. Because those are real things. And I would submit to you, you need to have friends in your life that are true friends. And you'll know a true friend because they will point you to God. They will point out God's perspective. And guess what? Just like Jonathan, they're going to point you there even at the cost of their own stuff. Jonathan was going to lose the kingdom in this. He could have just went off to David and like, hey, you know, sorry, hope that all works out for you. And meanwhile, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, he's king, all right? But no, he's like, even at his own cost, he's, he's that kind of a close friend that really sticks closer than a brother that comes to you and goes, no, look, let me, let me point you to God. Let me point you to the strength of God and to the possibilities of God and to God's perspective. So moving on, I ask myself here, have we brought ourselves so far into the forest, and you know we're surrounded by forest here in Miwok Village, and the forest and the undergrowth, that we can no longer see the forest for the trees? And that's a pretty good question because that speaks to perspective. Like, if you're so stuck in the forest, you will not know, or down in the undergrowth of the forest, uh, you will not see the entire forest, see the possibilities, see where God's bringing you. And so there is nothing like a mountaintop perspective. Nothing like that. Or a drone. Or a drone. <laughs> Drones are pretty cool. <laughs> I like those things. Yeah. They give you a whole different perspective of life that you never would have thought and about. And yeah. you're always amazed by it. You're, yes. So like, every time you see a drone yes. in video, it's like, Yes. Yeah, because we see from down here. We see, you know, stuck in the weeds. We see ourselves, uh, you know, surrounded by trees, by things in life, that hard mountains that are hard to climb and all that stuff. And we rarely get ourselves out to that mountain experience, but there's nothing like that mountain experience. So from there, you see possibilities and promise. Much like Moses, he got brought up to a mountain to be shown the promised land. You see what I'm saying here? He, his perspective was pretty different up till then. Unfortunately for him, because he messed up a bit, he wasn't going to get to go into that promised land. Unlike us, because God's promises to us are yea and amen. He's going to fulfill his promises to us if we maintain that mountain perspective at all times, right? We can maintain a mountain perspective even when we're living down in the valley. It's possible. And we need to learn how to do this. So I want to bring you also to Matthew 19, 26. And let me see if I've got this in my, uh, my Bible here. Yeah. Well, you never know. 
So here it is, Matthew 19, 26. Ah, yes, Jesus talking, he says, with people, this is impossible, but with God, all things, nothing is impossible with God. And so if you look at the context of this scripture, it's very interesting to me because, you know, Jesus is talking about a lot of different things. He starts with, actually, I believe, early in the chapter with uh, divorce and men's perspective of divorce and how he wants to, they want to use God's laws against people, people who they should be loving. So it's a different kind of perspective. Well, we go to deep end here now. So <laughs> these people were like, these were learned men in God. They're like, so how do you feel about divorce? I mean, Moses said we can divorce. You know, their perspective was very uh, earthly. It was very ungodly, actually. It was from a low place because they wanted to get rid of people that they were covenanted to be with for the rest of their lives. And they just wanted excuses. And God made it really clear. Jesus made it really clear that, uh, yeah, there are specific reasons why that could happen, adultery. <laughs> but other than that, just because you don't feel like it because the person that, you know, doesn't make you feel good anymore that's not a good perspective to have because that's, that's not a God perspective. And so God perspectives put you in strong places where even when the people in your life, like a wife, is not making you feel well, you still understand God's perspective that you're covenanted to that person, that you're locked to them in, in a covenant with God, and that you are required by God to make sure that covenant is held sacred and walked in and held. You with me on this? These are serious things. So he goes on, and then he get um, in that same uh, chapter in, uh, in Matthew 19, he goes on to this um, rich young ruler, which is very interesting to me. Because in those days, if you were rich, you were kind of thought to be blessed by God. So people who were rich uh, were considered like they had God's blessing and favor on their life. And if you were poor, you didn't. That's a really interesting perspective when you get to thinking about it. Because some of the poorest people in the world have done some of the greatest things in life. And if they just discount themselves, if they just, you know, uh, you know, just take themselves out of the picture, their purpose, their, you know, with God's plans for them, where does that put them? So it was interesting because Jesus' disciples, they're like, after this rich young ruler, he walks away sad because Jesus is like, hey, scale everything, come follow me, we're cool. And, and he doesn't, and he went away sad. And his disciples, their perspective is very interesting. They're like, so remember, they have this mindset from this society that says, you know what, rich is good and favored with God, poor is not. And so from that perspective, they're like, whoa, God, Jesus, how? How can we enter into the kingdom of God? Like, this is not possible now. You know, we thought rich guys, they're in. Oh, you're turning upside down our lives. You're giving us a perspective that's so strange that we can, you know, how do we deal with this? And then, it's interesting, they go from one end, this rich perspective, to this, they, you know, God, we left everything behind for you. We've sold everything. Man, we've given up everything for you. So then they went into this poverty perspective, which God wasn't so happy with either because it's not, it's, their perspective was off, okay? The kingdom perspective leaves all other viewpoints behind. 
There's a kingdom perspective in our lives that takes away from, oh, I have to be rich, famous, this and that, or I have to like really subdue my life and be poor and unworthy. And, you know, really, God has a purpose, has a plan for our lives. It's a kingdom perspective that's right on the numbers here. And it's interesting in, in this Matthew 19, how God, Jesus, he just like wipes away all the weirdness on perspective and brings people with these two or three very interesting uh, parables and thoughts about really what it's like to have God's perspective, have a really kingdom perspective. And so people look at hard and pull back or they lose hope, just like the disciples did there. Jesus looks at hard and knows there is possibility. That's us. That's who you are. That's who Brooke is. God, he looks at Brooke and he sees, uh, you know, he understands there's hard issues in her life and there's hard issues in my life. But he goes, that's, there's possibility there, but it's not all is lost. Let's give up on our perspective because our experiences and everything that's going around us has made our lives just intolerable and we, we're not going to amount to anything. God looks at that and goes, nothing is impossible with me. Absolutely nothing. So what we see as hard things today, what, what are some of the hard things you see in your life today? Is it healing? Yeah. Uh, is it a job? Uh, is it getting along with your husband? Is it getting along with your friends? Is it, what is hard in your life today? And we have to look at those things and how you approach those things. They, that will make all the difference in your success and whether or not you take this godly perspective that is this mountaintop perspective and know that with God, nothing is impossible. And that we, he's bringing us into possibilities and, and promise that goes so far beyond what our day-to-day -day stuff is and our day-to-day -day experience and our day-to-day -day circumstances. And so we start looking at circumstances and they blur our vision to God's possibility and God's promise. And that's all I have for today. So get a godly perspective, get a mountaintop view, and see where God brings you in your life today. Find some good friends. Make sure they have that view also. See you later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Well, thank you, Pastor Bob. That was very... Uh, like meaty there was so much in there and so I hope that you took notes maybe or you're gonna rewatch it or even better you're gonna share it with a friend because like Pastor Bob said find you some friends that will point you to God but maybe you should also be the friend that points oh, yeah. people to God right yeah the truth bomb maybe truth. so feel free to share this on your social media or in an email you know just copy the link and send it on over and Give it a thumbs up and subscribe and leave a comment because we love seeing what you guys think about the show. And also, don't forget, we have a prayer request form and we do read it. I personally open it every single day to make sure that there, if there's a prayer request, that it gets sent to me, to Bob, to the prayer team that we have here at Word of Life Fellowship. So, uh, and that is the honest truth. So, just know that we are here to pray for you and that's it. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.